Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Our Courageous Leadership with Virginia Prodan every Wednesday and Saturday at 10 o'clock on Spotify, Edify, Podbean, Apple Podcasts, and many other platforms. And of course, you can watch it on YouTube channel. I am Virginia Prodan, your host. I'm here to train you to live a life of significance and success, to be bold and courageous. And I'm grateful for your uh, questions and your remarks and your notes and your support. For those of you that might be new to this podcast, we started this podcast as a request from people after many of them read my memoir, Saving My Assassin. It's my memoir published by Tyndale House Publisher as I defended Christian and human rights cases in socialist and communist Romania. And by the grace of God, I'm alive and I'm here to encourage Christians to remain faithful to God. But our podcast developed also to another side. We want to encourage you inviting strong and courageous leaders in their own areas that will share with us how they accomplish the leadership position to be strong and courageous, to be investing in others, and to live a life of success and significance. And today you have the privilege of uh, meeting one of those uh, courageous leaders, and uh, his name is Dr. Derek Green. He is a senior research fellow with Alliance Defender Freedom, which is so close to, to my heart because I'm an ally attorney with Alliance Defender Freedom. At Alliance Defender Freedom, he helps the advocacy strategy team to advance uh, ADF's legal objective in this culture that is against Christianity today and coordinates scholarly research um, on ADF generational wins. That's, that's a, a tremendous job and I'm grateful for that. He also supports ADF Church and Ministry Alliance team by uh, disciplining uh, pastors in our current culture and guiding them on uh, theological issues to help biblically equip their congregation. Before he uh, joined the ADF, uh, Green worked at uh, Page University as a developer director where he filmed videos that will promote uh, and help donors share their, uh, their stories. His bio is longer than that, but I would uh, love for uh, Dr. Derek to introduce himself. First of all, thank you for coming to our podcast. Thank you for having me. So I am a senior research fellow with ADF, and my background is in theology uh, and biblical studies. And so I uh, graduated from Fuller Theological Seminary, and I got my doctorate at Azusa Pacific Seminary. And I met a lot of the people from ADF um, at a conference. I was giving a um, remarks on the black church and how the black church can help disciple uh, the country, even in our contemporary times. And I met several uh, ADF employees. They were very humble. They asked a lot of questions. Uh, and it was a really good interaction between the both of us. And so after several months, uh, they asked me to come work for them. And now as Virginia said, I help disciple pastors. Uh, I like to give them historical documents uh, to kind of address some of the contemporary issues that are 
you know, raising up in our, our society that not or not that that are not just divisive, but if they seep into the church, it will separate us as brothers and sisters in the family of God. And so that's that's pretty much what I do. That is so important. Your job, I have to say, it's so important, Eric. Uh, from my perspective and my experience under socialists and communists, when mm. socialists came to power, the attack was on church and special on, on pastors. Uh, lots mm-hmm. of them were put in jail. Lots of them were arrested. In fact, if people will read Saving My Assassin, they will read, you know, stories of, about how those pastors were treated before God equipped me to to defend them. And it's Mm. so important for pastors to be encouraged, to be trained before the situation comes their ways, and also for them to equip the congregation. Mm. And I cannot emphasize how important it is for for that. the Bible tells us that we will be accountable to God as people in the pew to watch and see if our pastors preaches the gospel and make the decision. If he doesn't, go and talk with him, see if he agrees and maybe turns to, to the Bible and without fear preaches. If not, go and find another place. But the pastors will be accountable to God for the way they guided the, the church. So again, your job is absolutely amazing. And I believe that will equip and um, guide so many pastors that are right now I can see fearful, uh, try not to offend anyone. But sometimes when we do that, we offend God, but we don't offend, you know, people. So tell us what what this um, um, Alliance uh, Defenders uh, Church and Ministry Alliance team uh, project includes. Well, it includes a lot of things. Uh, we have a, a, a Christian ministry alliance with ADF. And so what I've been doing since I came on with ADF is just really, as I said before, trying to help disciple the pastors, giving them a lot of information on the contemporary issues that are going on in culture so they can understand how divisive these these ideologies are. Sometimes pastors don't want to get out of their theological comfort zones, but you have to equip and disciple the church because eventually there's going to be members in the congregations that are going to be be challenged with some of these secular and materialist ideologies. And if the pastor doesn't properly equip them or disciple them, they won't know how to address these issues from a Christian perspective. And so what we do is we give them webinars, we're trying to create podcasts and things of that nature to give them as much information as possible so they can use the information that we provide for them to possibly uh, include it in their sermons, not just as a one-time thing, but to talk through these particular issues so the congregation really understands uh, just how how unholy they are. And so, you know, we want to talk to them and disciple them, and that's what we, we try to do. And so they, it's been really encouraging uh, because sometimes pastors do need a little bit of moral encouragement to step outside of that comfort zone to go and address these particular issues, particularly when they're not religious. Sometimes they don't necessarily want to delve too deeply into these things, but you kind of have to do that because the, the congregation needs help uh, when, when confronted with these secular ideologies. 
That is so true. What you said reminds me of the Psalm 94, 16. It says, mm. who will rise up for me against the wicked? Who mm. will take a stand for me against evildoers? And in this time where uh, people don't blush anymore, they uh, mm. decide to be their own God. They mm. have their own value. They have their own truth. God is asking us, pastors and people in the congregation, to stand up and to uh, to do um, well, wonderful things. And, and many times pastors and even people uh, are afraid that they are not equipped. But... Mm-hmm. Jeremiah 33 too, reminds me, and it's so true in my life. I did not have the blueprint when I started in Romania to defend Christians, or even here in America when I defend Christians under under pressure now. But Jeremiah 33 3 says, call on me and I will answer you and okay. tell you great and unsearchable things that you do not know. So mm-hmm. God is ready to equip us. And I hope that uh, you encounter in your your training um, that pastors realize, you know, sometimes we are so close to the Bible or to the circumstances that we see the circumstances, but we don't realize the power of God's word, that he That's will right. equip us. He will give us everything that, that we, we need. Amen. Amen to that. And that's, and that's the thing. It's, it's one of those things where, Sometimes pastors are just, they're just a little bit afraid and we understand that, but that's, that's our goal is to help encourage them and motivate them because we just simply don't want too many Christians in too many churches, not understanding um, these secular or materialist ideologies and how they undermine the gospel of God. And so we have to encourage them to slowly walk through these things. And if they have any questions, we always ask, if you have any questions, reach out to us, we can talk you through these things and we can give you uh, historical resources, and we can talk these things through, um, you know, biblically and theologically, that you can address these issues so so the congregations are equipped. That, yes, that is correct, because uh, you have the Bible, you have the teaching of the Bible, and the Bible teaches us what God says about the family, what God mm. created us, a man, a woman, how God um, created in the mother's womb a baby, it's That's not right. an inconvenience and everything. So there are a lots of answers to the Bible that will train you and teach you. So the pastor shouldn't be afraid to talk about those. Uh, the, the Bible also teaches us that the government is there for our protection. God created mm-hmm. the government for a reason. But when the government asks us to... Uh, betray our Lord, then we have to uh, make that line in the sand and said, no, I will support the consequences, but the government is not my God. And mm. I will, I will, um, you know, follow the Lord. And again, yes. the Bible is full of um, example of people, Joseph, Daniel, David, Peter, mm. Paul, so many. And mm. the beauty is, it might sound crazy that I said a beauty, but yes, the beauty is that in this crazy and dark uh, uh, culture that we live, God is giving us a mission to shine for Him. Mm. That is very true, and that and that's 
that's another issue that we we're trying to address is that now we're in an age now where uh, religion to a traditional religion is declining amongst a lot of different people. And so when that traditional religion declines, you have different religions, mostly identity politics that step in and fill that void. And we have to understand that we are all created from Adam and Eve. We are all one race of human beings, despite our ethnicities or where we come from. We are all part of the people of God. And that's what pastors really need to uh, understand and encourage their their congregations to say, hey, listen, this is going to be a very divisive ideology. We don't want this seeping into the church because it will separate us. We are supposed to be unified as, as brothers and sisters in the family of Jesus Christ under God. And that's what we're trying to do. You know, you uh, you uh, got, you nailed it down. Um, in this culture where uh, people look for different religion, mm-hmm. in fact, people are looking for God in us. But if we don't shine for Christ and we look like the culture, there is no reason for them to come to our church. That's um, right. I remember being in the interrogation room. If people want to read my book, Saving My Assassin, we'll be encouraged of what God can do in one life, what God can do in their life right now and change Mm. America. I remember being beaten, tortured, full Mm. of blood. And and those interrogators were tall with guns, with the desire to have power. And I remember the Lord saying to me, share the gospel. And I remember full of blood looking straight to them and saying, I don't like what you are doing, but God loves you and I choose Mm. to love you. And they Mm. would turn their head because they were crying. Only Mm. in heaven I will know what God did with these people. And the reason the book is called Saving My Assassin, and I want to share this because I want our audience to understand that we do not have enemies as people. Our only enemy is the evil one. Mm. The people the evil one is using against us are slaves in evil's tent. Mm. And let me give you the, the real example. The government decided to kill me because I will not stop defending Christian and the dictator and his regime was exposed, unknown to me, outside of Romania. Uh, So he decided to kill me. So he sent Mm -hmm. a client to my office in a form, an assassin in a form of client. And because my office was full of microphones and home, they knew about my whereabouts. So he came late in in, uh, afternoon, close to the closing time. And my assistant had only the time to introduce him and left for the day. The minute that he heard my assistant closing the door to the office, he pulled his jacket, took his gun, and pointed to my face and said, Mm -hmm. I'm not your client. I'm here to kill you. And he was full of joy telling me that because he is doing this assignment, he will be number one in dictator's uh, uh, rank, and he will have a wonderful life. I thought that I'm going to I'm going to die. I was fearful. I was under 5 feet tall like I'm today, 82 pounds, and mm-hmm. he was 6'10 with a gun at my face. But mm-hmm. in all this atmosphere, him screaming uh, outside of me and telling me how he's going to kill me, 
all the pain and fear inside of me, I heard the Lord saying, share the gospel. Mm. And I did. And he accepted Christ. Wow. And I have to tell you, the story doesn't end there. Years later, after I came to America, I learned English. I went back to law school. He came to my law office. I didn't recognize him. He had a case. He told me the case and everything. And at the end, he said, he was frustrated and said, Virginia, don't you recognize me? And he showed me his uh, uh, Securitate ID. For a second, I thought that I, I relived that moment again. And we mm. start to share what God is doing in, in our lives. And I, I, I shared with him that I'm writing my book. And he asked me to let him write a chapter in my book. Wow. And today... You are reading his chapter in my book. Why I am telling you this? Because it's a great example. Don't fight with people. Don't argue to win the argument. Let God win the soul through you. That's the greatest job that you will ever have on this planet. Do not complain that the situation is is horrible. It's the best opportunity that we have to shine for Christ. Mm. That is so true. And, you know, not there's a lot of pastors in America that haven't even gone through what you went through. So the fear that sometimes that they have, uh, as you said, they shouldn't have it because God is going to, if God has called them to pastor these churches and to disciple these Christians, God is going to give them the information that these people need to hear and understand so they can be equipped. And so I, I really would love to encourage all pastors that, you know, if you haven't really delved too deeply into some of these secular ideologies, please begin to do so and then attack them through the Bible, through church tradition and through theology, because these are the ways that we can undermine these 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 secular ideologies and put kind of put a stop to uh, their proliferation in culture. I love I love that you are inviting them to be uncomfortable. That's what you are doing. <laughs> That's be right. Comfortable. Be uncomfortable and use the Bible to make you joyful peaceful, and watch God's hands in your life. I speak right. many, many summit with pastors and leaders, and they are so encouraged. You are so right. Pastors right now need, uh, they, they need our encouragement. They need to know that we support them in prayers. We support them when they preach the gospel. We support them when mm. when they are fearful because it's uh, it's. Um, normal feeling, but we don't want them to remain captured by the fear, but the That's fear right. of God that will help them to conquer, you know, every obstacle. And also, I love to say to people, you know, I'm under five feet tall. If we play a game, you know, a sport game, I'm the last one to be chosen by by a team. Nobody wants but God is choosing me every single time because mm-hmm. and not only that, but he is saying, I need only your obedience, nothing mm-hmm. else. I will train you. I will do everything and I will walk with you to victory, not towards okay. victory, in victory because mm-hmm. I already won the, the battle. So mm-hmm. I hope that the pastors, wherever you go and train them and encourage them, will realize 
how um, ADF is putting the soul and you are putting your soul, your talent and your skill to do whatever it takes to equip them for this this time. That's that's exactly right. And then and and you know, there are some pastors who are coming out of seminary right now who are embracing some of these secular ideologies and trying to synthesize them with the Christian gospel, which undermines God's word, undermines Jesus' teaching to us. And so we need to have these pastors very much encouraged when we will pray with them, we will pray for them, but they really need to to understand how divisive these these ideologies are. We we, we really if we're unified in the body of Christ, we cannot allow these ideologies to seep into the church and then separate us one from another. American history is replete with separation between uh, Christian blacks and Christian whites and a bunch of other people. We don't need that anymore. We need to be unified in the message that that God is giving us. And we need to act that out in our daily lives so people can see who we are and we might, they might be able to walk alongside of us. We may be able to witness to them to bring them over to our side so they too can reject the, the divisive ideologies that, that are uh, in our culture today. I cannot agree with you more. Hmm. If you as a person or as a pastor walk with God and you know exactly what the Bible said in one area or another, you hmm. can spot and you can tell the truth about the ideology that are twisting the word of God, and you can yes. stand up on that. And we have so many examples of in the Bible of people that decided to be faithful to God no matter the consequences. And yep. if you do that, I, I, you know, open the door and pray. And let people see you that you pray. Don't yes. be afraid that the king or the government said, do this or that. So mm -hmm. what I learned is that there are so many examples in, in, our, in the Bible that can train us. And also, I believe based on my experience as the socialists and communists, you have to start created your strong and powerful and faithful community of, uh, of believers around you that are mm -hmm. walking with you and walking with God in God's words. Not everybody is twisting, uh, you know, uh, words. As, as, uh, as Christian, we know what the revelation says, the, the, you know, chapter 22, the end, mm -hmm. where it says if somebody takes away or somebody adds to this, so mm -hmm. we know there is a reward for obeying God and there are consequences for um, turning your back to God and doing what it's not according to mm -hmm. God's will. Mm -hmm. That is so true. And that's, and that's one of the things that we're trying to encourage pastors to, to realize that when a lot of pastors believe that God has called them to, to, to be a pastor at a church, it's not just to be in church talking about justification or salvation. It's also to help disciple the, the wider culture. And that's the thing that a lot of pastors sometimes are afraid of, but they don't need to be afraid. God is with them. If God has called you to pastor, he is going to equip you on what to say and how to say it to be winsome, not necessarily to talk down to people, but to be winsome in the communication that you have, not only for your churches, but for the wider culture. Because again, a lot of times people have rejected religion 
or they don't think it's for them. But if they see an outpouring of respect from people like us who are Christians, who are acting decently and morally uh, and upright, they start to come alongside of us. And I think a lot of pastors sometimes may not understand that completely, but it does happen. It happens a lot. And so I, I want to just encourage the pastors to please just read more and then pull from the Bible, pull theologically, because you can undermine these ideologies from church tradition, from theology, and from basic Bible verses of what God has said in the Old Testament, what Jesus and Paul and Peter have said in the New Testament. It's, it's, it's not that difficult. I am so grateful for your ministry. I'm so grateful for ADF. And mm-hmm. I pray that uh, people will take to heart. And, but help them to know where to find you. Mm. Yeah, so I'm, I'm everywhere. I'm on Facebook. My name is Derek Green. I'm on Twitter. I um, mean, you can reach out to me on, on email. My, my email address is dgreen at adflegal.org. Uh, if you need any type of resources or any type of sermon prep, I'd be happy to pass some of that along to you. I can pull from, uh, again, the Church Ministry Alliance and within ADF to see what they have done to disciple pastors before I got there and send some of that information on to you as well. Um, But it is really integral that we have to read these things because we can't wait until uh, issues arise in culture and then we're behind the eight ball, um, so to speak, where we're not really prepared to deal with these things, either from a theological or biblical standpoint. We have to address these issues, show why they're divisive, and then show how God has overcome these divisions so that we can uh, continue to be unified as brothers and sisters in the familyhood of Jesus Christ. Thank you so very much, uh, Derek, for coming to our podcast and for valuable, valuable uh, insight. And I hope that the audience will reach out to you and to ADF and they will learn so much. And I, uh, I want to thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for, ha- for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank you, everyone, for coming back to our podcast. I hope that today's podcast encouraged you. I hope you go to um, Dr. Derek Green's uh, website and the ADF website, and you will be uh, taking maybe courses, being part of these trainings. Uh, We also hope that you will continue to support our podcast, Courageous Leadership with Virginia Pradhan. Uh, You go to our website. VirginiaPradanBooks.com and you will find there how to connect with us, how to buy the book, Saving My Assassin, how to ask us questions and much, much more. Our podcast is on ADP, Spotify, Podbean, Apple Podcast, and of course you can watch it on YouTube every Wednesday and Saturday at 10 o'clock and anytime you want to do that. Until next time, I hope that you are encouraged and you will continue to show up at our podcast and be trained to live a life of significance and success. Until next time, God bless you.